U.S. Supreme Court has weighed in on one of the cases about former President Donald Trump. So let's go straight to CNN's Paula Reed. Paula, what is the news from the U.S. Supreme Court? What did they decide on the immunity case? This is a... This is a massive development, Jake. The Supreme Court has agreed to take up the issue of whether former President Trump has immunity from the federal election subversion case that he is facing. Now, a unanimous appeals court several weeks ago issued a scathing opinion, a unanimous opinion saying that he did not have immunity that would shield him from the federal election subversion case brought by special counsel Jack Smith. So he asked the Supreme Court to pause that lower court decision in the possibility, with the possibility that they would take up this issue. And now we have learned that the Supreme Court will take up this issue. This means that they will hear, they will hear arguments. Now, it was just a few weeks ago, of course, that the Supreme Court took up another appeal from former President Trump, that one having to do with whether he could appear on state ballots, whether states had the authority to remove him from their ballots. Now, that, that argument, Jake, of course, you remember, it went pretty well for former President Trump. He is expected to prevail. But on this question, of whether former President Trump has immunity that would shield him from the January 6th case bought by the special counsel. Many legal experts and even sources I've spoken with in and around former President Trump's legal team did not expect, do not expect that he would prevail on the merits of this. But now the Supreme Court has agreed to take up this case. Now, the immediate impact before we even know what they decide is that this will likely further delay that trial. And we know the Trump strategy has been to try to delay both federal cases until after the 2024 election, because if Trump is reelected, he could likely make both of those go away. So this is a very significant development, somewhat unexpected, that the Supreme Court has decided to take up Trump's immunity appeal. All right. Fascinating stuff, Paula Reed. Thank you so much. CNN senior Supreme Court analyst Joan Biskupik uh, joins us now. Joan, uh, explain the significance of the move, because I think I've heard some court watchers say they, they thought that it was possible that the court was just going to defer to the appeals court ruling that Trump is not immune, but that's not what they're doing. They're going to weigh in. Explain. Absolutely not, um, Jake. And I think the reason some people were suspecting that, some people thought that in the beginning, but I, I always thought there would be a 50-50 chance. But as the days wore on, we thought, why haven't they, if they're going to hear it, why don't they tell us they want to hear it and begin the process? And as they delayed for these last two weeks, it seemed like, well, maybe they're going to summarily affirm what the D.C. Circuit had done, a very sound opinion rejecting the immunity claim, or maybe they were going going to dissent, uh, deny it and that some of the justices were writing uh, dissents from that denial. But what they've done is actually not too surprising. It's just the timing of it that's surprising. I, I thought that these justices might think that they need to have the last word on a question of such consequence of the power of, uh, in this case, a former president rather than a president. But what they've done now, Jake, just to cut through everything that, uh, that's procedural here, is they have effectively ensured that we will not have a verdict on President Trump's election subversion allegations before summer, because they're not even going to hear this case until the week of April 22nd. And this is a complicated issue. It will probably take them a couple of weeks to get the opinion out. I mean, at best, likely it would come, you know, by the end of June when they typically recess for the session. But then we're already in summer. We're just we're right upon the Republican con uh, convention time. And I, I just do not see now any kind of chance of a trial as had originally been scheduled for first week in March, Jake. What I think could have happened, just to try to explain this timing, is 
possibly there had been an effort behind the scenes to try to do something that would have left in place the D.C. Circuit opinion and to see if the chief might have tried, Chief Justice John Roberts might have tried to get uh, some sort of majority around that. But the fact that they delayed even this order, this order that basically just says we're going to take it up, that they delayed it for two weeks, uh, suggests that they certainly did not embrace the urgency that special counsel Jack Smith tried to impose upon them way back in December when Jack Smith went to the Supreme Court and said, Justices, please take up this case now so that we can get a clear answer. This is yours to answer. And then, you know, once the D.C. Circuit, once the Supreme Court said, no, we're not coming in, and the D.C. Circuit ruled, you know, that was another several weeks. So uh, President Trump's, former President Trump's effort to run the clock has a partner in the Supreme Court at this point, even though... Jake, probably in the end, the justices will agree with the D.C. Circuit and say and reject President, former President Donald Trump's claim of absolute immunity. But what good will that do for any kind of trial uh, before we're really into the heat of this next presidential election? So just just to recap, Joan, um, the U.S. Supreme Court is not going to just like defer to the appeals no. court. Uh, no. They are going to hear the argument about exactly. whether or not Donald Trump has immunity, can say that what he did as president is uh, he's immune from prosecution because he was president at the time. Do we have any sort of timeline? So the court's going to yes. take up the case. When are there going to be arguments? Right. So they've set a time schedule for briefs to come in, written filings from the two side, from uh, special counsel Jack Smith, who is representing the United States government here, trying to bring this case against Donald Trump for what happened at the end of the 2020 election cycle before the 2024 election cycle. So there'll be filings from Jack Smith. There'll be filings from former President Donald Trump. I'm sure we'll have a you know cast of amicus uh, briefs coming in trying to argue on both sides. And then the week of April 22nd, uh, which is toward the end of their current uh, oral argument sitting for this uh, annual session. They will actually hold our, our oral arguments. Uh, all of our viewers will be able to hear those oral arguments when they're held. But I'm telling you, Jake, you know, it's going to take several weeks after that to get a ruling, just because the nature of this case, now that they've decided themselves to take it up. Okay, so the, the April 22nd is the week of oral arguments. Correct. And until then, there will be all sorts of arguments that they submit, right. amicus brief, et cetera. Um, when do you think there will be any sort of decision potentially from the U.S. Supreme Court uh, after April 22nd? Uh, you know, if I, if I were betting just within minutes of having received this order, I would say the last week in June. I'd say the last week in June. I mean, it could come sooner. It could come sooner only because... You know, like it would be great if it did come sooner because so many uh, folks on both sides would like an answer to this. But the fact that they have delayed even taking up the case from the moment when they could have, you know, they were asked to take it up back in December. They were asked to take it up with some sort of urgency even earlier this month, and they didn't. They waited a couple of weeks to even say they were going to come in. And so, I, as I say, I don't think they feel the sense of urgency that the Department of Justice and Jack Smith have uh, uh, articulated here. So I'm thinking end of June only, Jake, because that's when their session typically ends for this, uh, you know, when the most of their cases are resolved by the end of June. But then, you know, look where we are, end of June. And if let's just go back to the trial judge who had wanted to, uh, to actually hold a trial. She would have to engage in, you know, jury selection and then get that started. 
And you know that process takes several weeks. And we're, we're right into the thick of uh, the presidential election. So who knows what will happen at that, po that point. But I think the bottom line here is that the justice's action today really ensures that we will not have a verdict on whether uh, former President Donald Trump is guilty or, or even a judge not guilty of the election subversion claim set. Uh, and there are four counts of uh, election subversion. You know, there's conspiracy and obstruction, everything that kind of culminated with the January 6th attack at the U.S. Capitol. We will not have an answer to that uh, anytime soon. That's what this ensures, Jake. And, and just to reiterate, so nine justices are going to hear this. Um, if Chief Justice Roberts, and I don't, maybe you know, uh, but do we have any idea the, the dynamics behind the scenes here as to who, because I can't imagine that the three Democratic appointed justices, uh, Sotomayor uh, and, and Kagan and Jackson, I can't imagine that they would agree with this. How many people need to hold the position of, no, let's just delay, 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 for that to happen. Okay, under normal circumstances, it takes just four justices to grant a case, but it also takes five to kind of adhere to any motion. And there was a motion, of course, to you know block the effect of the uh, lower court judgment here. Uh, and a lower court judgment that I just want to stress again was unanimous by a panel of the D.C. Circuit that included you know a, a, an appointee of. Uh, the late President George H.W. Bush and two appointees of uh, President Biden. It was a, a very robust decision against the former president because the former president was really, really pushing an extreme argument about absolute immunity once he le left office. But so you're right. There were probably justices on the left and maybe in the middle of the court who might not have thought that uh, that they needed to weigh in on this. But uh, but, you know, at least five thought that this was the way to go. Uh, to stop all the proceedings and wait for the justices to hear it. And again, I think there was a good argument that the justices should have the final word in this. It's just that they were given that opportunity several months ago to have the final word in it, but they've waited to this point and the week of April 22nd to even hear the arguments on that. All right, Joan Biskupic, our Supreme Court expert, thank you so much.